Welcome to the Gardening the Hudson Valley podcast, where every week we bring you new inspiration from the gardens and gardeners of New York's beautiful Hudson Valley, making you an even better gardener. And now, here's your host, Marie Iannotti. Hello, and welcome to the Gardening the Hudson Valley podcast, the show that brings you gardening news and tips from the gardens and gardeners of New York's beautiful valley region. I'm your host, Marie Iannotti. And I was reading a piece recently by garden designer Anne Warham about how gardening really is simply garden design, that through designing our gardens, we critically shape them. And being a little design challenged, well, I've often wondered whether the, um, I guess, the imperfect and ever-struggling borders that I tend can really even be considered a garden. I stopped thinking of each border as its own garden a few years ago when I read somewhere that a garden is something that you walk into and experience and become part of, not something you step back and view. I like this description because it gives me the illusion I'm working in a vast and wondrous playground, first of all, but there really is no plant. At least, I don't know, not anymore. I wish I were one of those people who've known what they like since they were a child. My sister-in-law has always loved purple. I loved purple on Tuesday, and by Friday night I was really into forest green. And this fickleness has spilled over not only into my garden, but also into my wardrobe, neither of which is the better for it. Following my bliss has exposed the chaos in my decisions and in my garden. Which brings me back to Anne's article where she says that it's the small, continuous decisions we make in our gardens, what to thin, what to add, when to yank something, that accumulate over time and develop into our garden style. I assume style is used loosely. I've always felt the key to most everything, from good conversation to good garden design, is editing. Editing is one of the hardest things to do. A writer thinks every word is necessary. As a gardener, I'm enamored of every plant in one way or another. It's very hard to rip a plant out, even when it's obviously unhappy in its circumstances or too excessively happy in taking over. I know I'm not alone here. I once gardened with a woman who couldn't bear to weed out maple saplings, of which there were dozens. She would pot each one up and try and find them a good home and... Anyway, I think this is what separates garden designers from garden putterers like me. I don't really have the desire to edit as ruthlessly as needed. It's not ignorance of design rules or an inability to appreciate repetition and flow. I think I miss the big picture because I'm intrigued by the details. I will often stumble onto a sprouting plant in my garden that looks totally unfamiliar. And instead of pulling it out while it's small, I always seem to err on the side of, well, well, let's see what it turns out to be. It generally turns out to be a thistle or goldenrod or some other self-sowing nuisance that the wind blew in. For years I had a beauty bush, a Kualwitzia dream catcher, in front of my vegetable garden fence. The small border there is, I don't know, about 10 feet by 6 feet. The beauty bush has a spread of 7 to 9 feet, not to mention it reaches a height of 6 to 10 feet. Did I mention it was right in front of my vegetable garden? Talk about blocking the light? And it wasn't the only plant in the border. While it is a truly stunning shrub, it's got leaves of of that start off bronze and then erupt into screaming chartreuse, offset by really elegant pink flowers, um, it didn't have a place in my border. Still, it took me decades to dig it out and give it away to a much larger home. 
I stopped seeing how out of place my beauty bush was, and I only noticed its flare. I couldn't rip out the seedlings that might have been weeds, but they might have been something I had planted and forgotten about. And I know I'm not alone there either. Sometimes having a design from the start simply isn't crucial. Honestly, what better way to learn about plants than to make a few mistakes? But I think I'm finally learning what Anne was talking about. I have been without my beauty bush for about three years now, and I wonder why I didn't give it away sooner. It really is the ongoing and yearly changes we take that turn our gardens into personal statements. These things take time. They take as long as they take, which is why most of us, which is why one of the most often asked questions on garden tours is, how long have you been gardening here? Seems we can all sense when a when someone has poured years into their garden. We can tell a difference between a garden that's been laid out like a room and one that's evolved with the gardener. Well, I hope your garden design finds its way out of your dreams and into your yard. If you missed any of this podcast, you can always find the full write-up on the website at gardeningthatsinvalley.com. But this will be the last podcast for a little while while I focus on writing and giving talks for the next month or so. But the podcast will be back, so stay tuned. And I thank you so much for listening in today. Remember, um, I'll be at the Capital District Flower Show on Saturday, March 19th at 3 o'clock, and I'd love to chat with you there. And I hope you'll join me on the website for more gardening tips from the most beautiful place on earth. Take care.